This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Ty Butler going until 10 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN. That is one-sixth of my day being spent talking to you on these airways. So get up on it. On the phone lines, 800-919-3776 on Twitter, Ty D. Butler, Instagram as well. So we will... In the third hour of the show, 8.30, talk to Paul Esden Jr., my boy, Boy Green, do some football, go around the NFL, talk about the Jets, Saquon Barkley contract, the whole thing, get into some NBA free agency, draft coming up next week, some names being linked to the Knicks as far as, as trades are concerned, so we'll get into that. Mets right now at City Field trailing 4-3. to three. Against the lowly Cardinals. So once that game goes final, we will discuss and react to it. Uh, Mets are cooked. A little spoiler alert. That's my opinion of that team, regardless of what happens this weekend, regardless of what happens in this game. But we'll talk about it. We can discuss, debate, and you know, have it out on these airways. But first, got to start with the Yankees. So you just heard in the update, tonight's game at Fenway has been rained out, so they will play... A doubleheader tomorrow, 135, and then Sunday Night Baseball at 7 o'clock. It will be Yankees-Red Sox. But, I mean, that was an ugly one in Fenway Park last night. U-G-L-Y. Wolf. 15-5 to was the final score. And, you know, quietly that the last place Red Sox have beaten these Yankees three or four times this season. And it was more of the same from the Bombers. Not a lot of bombing. Offense continues to look futile without Aaron Judge. More sloppy defense. They're kicking the ball around the infield. No one knows what base to go to or or base to cover, who to throw it to. And Herman, who actually had pitched well since his suspension, the ghost of pass returned for him on the mound, and he was just dreadful to the point where uh, you get the IKF on the pitching, uh, on, on the mound portion of the game, and you knew... What a disaster this was. So it's a lot happening for this team, and I I think we're trying to talk ourselves into, well, if you just stay 500 or stay afloat until Aaron Judge gets back, things will be fine. And and part of me feels like it's a little bit overrated because if if this Yankees team has to limp its way to the All-Star break, and all of a sudden, you got to depend on Aaron Judge to carry you. I think they might be drawing dead. We saw Judge when he was historic last year, one of the greatest seasons we had ever seen. As good as he was, the Yankees won zero games past round one last year in the playoffs. They actually were in their final 101 games a below 500 team. So, so Judge at his apex wasn't good enough to help this Yankee team get to the ultimate goal. We're expecting that in the midst of what is an incredible struggle right now, they can get to the all-star break, be around a 500 team without him, and then he's going to come back and save the day. I think that's asking a lot, and I think it is a recipe for disaster. But I guess the story is I'm not allowed to complain. Yankee fans, not allowed to complain. A narrative that, frankly, I am so sick and tired of. This idea that because you root for the Yankees and you've seen so much winning in your life, you're not allowed to complain. The hell with that. And I especially can't listen to Met fans 
sitting here and lecture me on how I should feel and how I should go about my rooting interest. First and foremost, if we're playing the game that the Yankee fan can't complain because they're not the Mets, then I think we are incorrectly framing how we view the picture. Because in any argument with Met fans, and I'm old enough to remember, you weren't allowed to top the championships because they were too long ago. You remember growing up, anytime you got into an a, a argument with the Met fan, Yankee fan brings up all the championships they won. How many did you actually see, though? How long ago has it been? You're not allowed to bring them up. But now all of a sudden, those same Met fans want to tell you, that the reason why you're not allowed to complain is because of those championships that you haven't seen in a long time. So miss me with that. The Yankees shouldn't be compared to any of these other teams because they're the damn Yankees. There's a certain standard, there's a certain level of excellence that is expected with this team, with this franchise, and with this organization that you shouldn't settle for, oh yeah, at least we made the playoffs. No. And to act like Yankee Universe woke up one day and decided, you know what, championship or bust, that's our mantra. All we heard throughout the the, the documentary with with Derek Jeter, the captain, despite all the winning he did, was, yeah, man, should have won in in 97. Also should have won in 2001. 2003, and never stopped thinking about what happened that year against the Marlins. 2004, blew that one, should have won that year. Last year, who was it? Uh, Aaron Judge, I believe, called the season a failure. So the players set the tone, and it's something that disseminates into the fan base. It's not like Yankee fans, I guess to some degree you can say they are spoiled, but they're not the ones pushing the championship or bust narrative. And it's not like the Yankee fan is also saying they have to win every year. But you mean to tell me we're sitting on 14 years removed from this team's last World Series appearance, and we're not allowed to be a little annoyed by that, be frustrated that every single year you're one of the top three payrolls in baseball, and yet every single year your season ends the same way, and there's no accountability for it? 2021 ends with you not winning a single playoff game, the manager gets an extension, Last year ended with you being swept by the Astros after having to fight tooth and nail with the Guardians who didn't even belong in the field with you. And then the GM gets an extension. So every single time you expect there to be some level of accountability, someone gets an extension. And you're not allowed to be annoyed, frustrated by that? Man, get out of here. When did the standard... For this organization go from being a franchise only judged by winning to judging them based on how they compare to the other team in town and judging them based on how often they make the playoffs. That's so pathetic. And it is indicative of the diluted expectations the diluted version of what we've always known the Yankees to be. So you can say it's spoiled. You can say it's being a bad fan. 
But the reality is, this is how it's always been. And by the way, it's unprecedented for the team to go this long without making a single World Series appearance. And I'm not allowed to complain about that. I'm not here for it. 800-919-3776. Which brings me to what I thought was a fascinating question I threw out on Twitter, Ty D. Butler, this past week. And it was, and I'll ask this to you. Since 2007, who would you rather be? The Yankees or the Giants? It's a little tale of the tape. Yankees, obviously, since 2007, won championship in that, in that lone appearance in 2009 where everything came together with CC, AJ Burnett, Mark Teixeira signing in free agency to go along with Jeter and A-Rod. I mean, that was a loaded team. Yankees beat the Phillies in six games in the World Series. So you had that. They Since 2007, they've had 10 playoff appearances, but they've missed the playoffs three times, not to mention uh, another two years where they made the playoffs but didn't win a single playoff game, and that was 2015 when they lost that wildcard game to the Astros, and then in 2021 when they lost a wildcard game in Fenway Park. So essentially, in this run, it's been five years, or it they've had five different years where they didn't win a single playoff game. But to go along with that, five championship series appearances and just two different managers with Girardi and now Boone as far as, you know, the the stability aspect to it. Uh, going to the Giants, though, two Super Bowls and the historic one of beating an undefeated team and then both times taking down that goat tandem of Brady and Belichick. They've had five playoff appearances, did miss the playoffs 11 times in that span since 2007, and it's kind of been a maelstrom of of just, you know, coaches and GMs. Five head coaches and three GMs for the Giants since 2007. So who would you rather be since that year, the Yankees or the Giants? I'll reveal to you what the uh, Twitter users who voted on the poll said. But I want to hear from you, 800-919-3776. I'm feeling a little agitated just because the Yankees are struggling right now and it's another year where you came in with high expectations and right now it doesn't feel like you're moving in the direction of set expectations being reached. I'm annoyed at the narrative that has been floated around that you know Yankee fans aren't allowed to complain. And just looking at big picture... I guess in order for changes to happen, something crazy has to go down. So are you a Yankee fan that, you know, might be rooting for them to miss the playoffs just because you want to see change happen? If they keep making the playoffs, and I'm not a Yankee fan rooting for them to miss the playoffs, by the way. Once you get into the playoffs, you theoretically have a chance. But I'm sure there are some Yankee fans out there who might be rooting for it because we've seen that simply them getting there— and not making noise isn't enough to incite change. So could you be someone out there rooting for them to miss the playoffs? But then the third leg of that is the poll question. Just 2007, would you rather be the uh, the, the Giants or the Yankees? 800-919-3776. We're going until 10 o'clock tonight. A marathon. Ty D. Butler on Twitter and Instagram. Back with your phone calls right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. 
chopping it up with you on these airways. I, I just, I, I'm sorry. This is not intended to be disrespectful or, you know, you know, kicking down or being, quote, unquote, that guy. I cannot listen to a Met fan tell me that as a Yankee fan, you're a spoiled brat and you're not allowed to complain because look at who we are compared to what you've been exposed to for the entirety of your life and, you know, seasons under 500, haven't seen it in three decades. You're perennial, uh, perennially a contender. You always make the play. I cannot listen to that. Be, you, you just don't understand. You don't get it. And we don't expect you to get it because, again, in this market, there is only one team like the Yankees. And you can say in professional sports, there's only one team like the Yankees with the history of winning and all of the Hall of Famers and Monument Park and all of the the allure that is associated with the brand of the New York Yankees being arguably the greatest franchise uh, in sports history. You cannot have all of that and sit here or then sit here and tout, you know, playoff entries. Well, at least we made the playoffs. It it, it doesn't work. It does not work like that. So, again, it, uh, not being disrespectful, it's just you don't get it. You You simply don't understand it. And if you disagree with me, call up 800-919-3776. But the question I posed going to break was, since 2007, who would you rather be? The Giants who have won two Super Bowls, uh, but have missed the playoffs 11 times and have had five head coaches and three uh, three GMs, or would you rather be the Yankees, who since 2007 have won one World Series, but 10 playoff appearances, five championship series appearances, and just two different managers, so there's been a lot of stability, and obviously, you know, Brian Cashman has been here uh, the, the entire time, for good or for bad. 800-919-3776. The way that went on Twitter was 60% of the folks voted that they would rather, since 2007, be the Giants, whereas you got 40% saying they would rather be the Yankees. Let's go to the phone lines. 800-919-3776. We head to the boogie down. Uh, for the leadoff hitter, Al wants to weigh in on this conversation. What's up, Al? Talk to me. Yo, Ty, what's going on, man? Listen, happy Father's Day to you. Yo, good looking, man. And same to you and, and, and all the dads in your family, bro. Appreciate you. Listen, it, it's got to be the Giants. At least, at least you can get it fitted in the store with the patch on it saying that you went to the Super Bowl or something like that. You can't get it fitted with going to the division series and stuff <laughs> like that. The, you know, the AL championship. So that it doesn't make sense to me. Um, so I would, be, I would rather be the Giants right now. It's hard to say, but I'd rather be the Giants. Listen, I hear you that. Agree with me on that? I hear that. I hear that, especially because like so the the counter to that, and, and what I expect people who are on the other side to say is, could you imagine Yank the Yankees right now are what eight games above five hundred, and the conversation mm-hmm. on the, uh, on on talk radio fans are complaining. Like, could you imagine Yankee fans having to endure losing season after losing season? I mentioned the Giants since 2007 and missed the playoffs 11 times and have had all these different head coaches and GMs. So could you imagine what the Yankee fan base would be if that were to happen? But I, I'm not trading championships away, man. I, I'll take the championships over playoff appearances any day. You always got to take the chip, Ty. Because the chip looks good on your finger. You know, the American League Championship Series, they don't have a ring for that. So, you know, you just have, you know, the Giants, they were there. They were in the big dance. Also, one quick thing, Ty. 
I heard you, you I know you always um talk about LeBron and stuff and you always got LeBron's back and you should, man. Don't worry about these haters, man, because before <laughs> it's all said and done, LeBron is going to be one of the, not even greatest athletes, but one of the greatest human beings, uh, yes. entrepreneurs ever. So I appreciate you, Ty. Happy Father's Day again. Thank you, man. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the love and all the energy. There we go. We're off to a good start. And I'm I'm not worried about the, the naysayers. I, I have graduated to the stance of LeBron being the greatest player in NBA history, Jake, who does a wonderful job on social media, sent out a question to all the hosts and asked for the top five NBA players ever. And I was the only one at the station who had LeBron number one, which I found to be fascinating. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. We had to Valley Stream. We talked to Jimmy. What up, Jimmy? Hey, Star. How you doing? Let me just turn. Yeah, I'm calling about what you're saying about the Yankees. I, I mean, Derek Jeter's wrong when he says if we don't win, it's a failure. Derek Jeter, look at the players that was on his team. Derek Jeter was blessed. He was a good player, but look at all the other guys that were on his team. And same with uh, Aaron, Boo, Aaron, Aaron Judge. If they say if the Yankees don't win, it's a failure, then they don't know what the hell they're talking about. The Yankees have been around for a long time. I'm 67 years old, and they sucked when I was in the – when I was in you know, my teens or whatever, the Mets were the team in 68, 69, and, the, and then they came back in the 70s. But it was, uh, you know, they were lucky. So, I mean, you're a fan, you're a fan. I'm a Jet fan, too, and I ain't won since I was a kid. But see, that's the thing, Jimmy. We can't, like, we're, 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 we're doing the exercise incorrectly if we're comparing the Yankees to the Jets. It's, it's a joke. They're not running the same race. These are two totally different franchises. One is on a pedestal and, and argued to be the greatest franchise ever, and one has the longest playoff drought of of all the four major sports. Yeah, but they didn't have the playoff system like they have now. It used to be one team came out of the National League, one team came out of the American League. And back then, before they had parity and you know luxury taxes and stuff, you know, the Yankees, you know, they spend more money. St. Louis Cardinals, they had good teams, but, but they had better players. Now, you know, the fact that the Yankees had that uh, run there at the late 90s, I mean, that was because of Pete Michael and George Steinbrenner not being able to sell off people like Mariano Rivera and stuff. So, yeah, that was a great run, but it doesn't mean that you're – if your team doesn't win every year, it's your team. You got to root for them. No, I, okay. Yeah, I, listen. Listen, I, I appreciate the call, Jimmy. I, I feel like we are, are talking about two different things. I I, I have never said that a, a fan should forfeit their, I guess, fandom if a team loses or doesn't make the playoffs. That's ridiculous. You stay loyal to whoever you root for. I, I've been a Jet fan my entire life. I've seen, what, seven playoff appearances? I, I'm loyal to one of the worst, since, since 2010, one of the worst teams in the NFL. So it's not about how, it's not about loyalty. It's not about how passionate you are about your team. It's not about trying to divorce them if they're not playing up to your expectation. The, the point that I'm making is, if you are a fan, you are allowed to complain about what you're watching, especially if it deviates from the norm. 
It is unprecedented for this organization to go 14 straight years without getting to the World Series. And I understand that it's harder now because, you know, all your teams spending a lot of money, that the league has caught up to the Yankees. It's no longer them just getting all the best players. I understand that. But what you also have to recognize is that since 2009, half the league has appeared in a World Series. And that half the league doesn't include the Yankees. So if you are going to tell me I can't complain about that, I think you are ridiculous. Let's go to Long Beach. We talked to Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you doing? You can hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up, man? All right. All right. How you doing? I, honestly, I would much rather be – I'm a Yankees fan, and I am not a Giants fan. But I would take the Giants. Number one, sim- simple mathematics, the Giants won twice and the Yankees only won once. But the Yankees just leave everybody heart- heartbroken the same way every year. They get the same type of players, and they-, they fall apart in the end. They end up losing to the Astros. Meanwhile, the Giants, it's like – not exactly, but it's like the Giants, either they win the Super Bowl or they suck. Nobody, like it's, <laughs> it's, it's very simple. You could mentally check out in the beginning of the season when you know they're going to be bad. And then other years, they're good. Like, it's, it's easy. But the Yankees, they just leave you hanging till the end. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I respect the take, and I appreciate the phone call. It's one that I agree with. And I, I mentioned that the, 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 the Giants missing the playoffs 11 times, five different head coaches, three GMs. I think that part of the Yankee fan frustration is the fact that every single year you lose the same way and not only is there no accountability accountability but it doesn't feel like you're doing much to change your fate you're resting on this i think a little bit of a false notion that the playoffs are a crapshoot i think that that is something that people say and because everyone else says it they try to make believe it's true. Is it really a crapshoot? You just go through recent baseball history. That Royals team in 2014 that lost in Game 7 to the Giants because Madison Bumgarner just had an all-time World Series. That Royals team came back the next year, won the title. 2016, the Cubs were one of the best teams in baseball all year. They won the championship. 2017, who was the best team? The Astros. They won the championship. Best team in baseball in 2018. That would be the Red Sox. Won the championship. 2019, Astros again, one of the best teams. They made it to the uh, World Series. At least made it there. 2020, shortened season. One of the best teams in baseball in, in the three years from 2018 on when they had made a World Series appearance. Were the Dodgers? What happened? They won the championship. Last year, Astros, one of the best teams in baseball, won the championship. So there is a a consistency with if you are one of the best teams in the sport, you either make the World Series or get there, and the Yankees simply haven't done either of those things in 14 years. So I I would sign up for being the Giants since 2007 because at least they have the hardware. And I understand it's going to bottom out. But look, if you're a Yankee fan, maybe in retrospect you root for or you would have rooted for it bottoming out because it would have led to some changes. As opposed to what we've come to realize is certain guys like Brian Cashman just has a, uh, have a job for life. What are you going to do about it? We head to North Carolina. We talked to Rich. What's up, Rich? 
Hey, Ty, shout out to the company. Ty, no disrespect, but you're acting like a spoiled child. I love it's you. Not Georgia's team. It's not it. Georgia's team anymore. The Mets fans, yeah, you have a rich history, but your history is history. It's the past. Okay. So you can't rely on your past for the future anymore. But what? And, hey, hang yeah. on, Rich. I will let you continue. What part of anything that I said comes across as relying on the past to dictate what the future is? Because you said we have all these championships. We haven't been to the World Series in 14 years. We haven't won this and that. Yeah, you have a great history, but history is history. That's why it's in the history books. It's not present day. It's, it's a business now. Hal is not George. George was win at all cost kind of guy. Hal isn't. This is Hal's business. They don't have the shipyard anymore. They don't have all their other businesses. This is what he depends on his income. Baseball is our business. And, yeah, us Mets fans are tired of hearing about, oh, we can't, we can't say this, we can't say that. You know what? You're a great history. But it doesn't mean anything right now. But you know you know something, Rich? I don't like. I frankly don't care what Met fans, like how they feel then, then about— Then don't call us out because you know what? You're acting like a spoiled brat. I, you, I you, don't care. I, team, listen, I don't care. Won. I don't care. That's the that's the thing, you Rich. I don't and you're, care. And you're acting like a spoiled I, brat. I like don't care. I don't know how. I don't know how. But many times I got to say this for you to understand it. I you do, do care not because you're, you're care. About it on air. I don't you do care, care that you, you think talk about that it. we're spoiled. You talk about Does it matter to me? Does it matter to me? You 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 are a, a guy who roots for an organization that hasn't won a championship since '86. I didn't see it because That's I right. wasn't alive then. So I, 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 I guess it happened because people team. say it happened, but I wasn't alive to see it. So look, maybe it didn't happen. But here's the thing, Rich. I want to ask you. Says, I, second I, place is first loser. Yeah, I want to ask you a question. All, it means nothing. Rich, I want to ask you a question because I think that despite us, you know, doing a little bit of arguing. We could come to to some rationale here that makes sense. So would you consider? And I, I get you want to remove history, so let's just talk about right now. Would you consider the Yankees, despite not having won anything, let's just say in the last, I don't know, six years, would you consider them to be one of the best teams in baseball in the last six years? Yep. So you don't find it a little odd that one of the best teams in baseball the last six years hasn't been? To a World Series at all? All all it matters is who catches lightning in a bottle. I mean, you get hot at the right time. I mean, look at the Giants when they beat the Patriots the first team. I, I disagree. Eight, eight. I, I, the Astros didn't catch lightning in a bottle. They were good all year. The Red Sox didn't catch lightning in a bottle. They were good all year. The Dodgers didn't catch lightning in a bottle. They were good all year. So, yes, you'll have, the, you'll have the Nationals. You'll have the Braves. But for the most part, these teams aren't catching lightning in a bottle. They're good all year. I appreciate the call, Rich. That was fun. So listen, if you disagree disagree with me, I welcome it. We can talk about it. We can have some fun with it. I, what, I, I, I take exception to a Met fan telling me I can't complain about my baseball team. Just because your team stinks and has for a long time doesn't mean that the team that I root for that has a standard of winning, I'm not allowed to complain about them. That's just how I feel. Again, not being a jerk. Not being disrespectful. You want to call me spoiled? That's fine. But it is what it is. We'll back with your phone calls up next right here on 98.7 ESPN. I don't care. 
This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. So the Cardinals have just added an insurance run in the top half of the ninth inning. They lead the Mets 5-3. to three. This is a series, if, if you're the Mets, you you got to sweep or at the very least take two of three in order for us to start to take you seriously as a team that could be headed in a positive direction after you split with the Yankees. That last game frustrated me to no ends. Because the Mets were just trying to give that game away. It, it was like a, a comedy of errors and bad judgment uh, on, on both sides, on defensively and, uh, and at the plate. And the Yankees simply didn't want the game. The Mets leave City Field with a sweep, uh, or, or a split, I should say, take the first of the three games uh, against the Cardinals, and now trail two runs. So they'll have a chance at a rally in the bottom of the ninth inning. I'll keep you posted on that game. But I do... I want to mention this, the, the ESPN New York Beach Bash hits the Jersey Shore on Friday, June 30th. So two weeks from yesterday at Bar A in Lake Como for two live broadcasts and an appearance from DPH Ron Rothenberg, who will give away the All-American Ford Bronco. It kicks off with Barton Hahn live at noon, noon to 3, followed by the Michael K. Show from 3 to 7, with giveaways for fans in attendance and music from the Moroccan Sheep Herders. It's all brought to you by Patron Tequila, Stoli Vodka, Bet MGM, All American Auto Group, Calandra's Bakery, and Flight by Yingling. You must be at least 21 years of age to enter. There you go. 800 919 3776. We go back to the phone calls. We talked to Brian. He's hanging out in Milburn. What's up, Brian? Hey, first, of, first of all, happy Father's Day, Ty. Yo, I, I was on there. We had your first child. We had you as a baby with you, sir. Um, I always been big fan, a big few, a big fan of yours. I just want to say, thank you, man. You made a good comment that what kind of happened with the Yankees for how how, how style Bennett to open his eyes and just change the regime, change the reproach, because getting injured players and we we only can go as Judge go. It's becoming to be too much. You trading, uh, G, Stan, I mean, Stanton, not Stan, um, Gabby Sanchez for IKF and Donaldson, and look how Donaldson looked down. Like, it's becoming too much. Like, yeah. Listen. I would love to catch Gio Shallow, man. Yeah, that trade hasn't aged well. The, the Frankie Montage trade hasn't aged well, and I appreciate the call, Brian. Thanks for the love, and happy Father's Day to you right. and your family. Uh, but it. I think so. The conversation about Cashman, I think, is a fairly simple one. There, are, there are Yankee fans who go too far. Calling him a terrible GM just means you're not you're not even trying to analyze the situation correctly. You're just being overly emotional, and you get to a point where you you're belligerent and and you're just not making sense. He's not a terrible GM. He he's a really good to great GM. But I think two things can be true. That can be true also, along with the fact that. He may no longer be the guy for this job, for this job. And it's not to say, again, he's a bad GM. I think he is really good at what he does. But the fact of the matter is going this long without a World Series appearance and we can count to every single year, the same thing happens in the playoffs where your offense disappears, injuries. Why is it that every year... It's we, we we do the eulogy on the Yankee season, and it's like, well, they lost to the better team. Okay, so when are you going to be that better team? That is the responsibility of the GM. And a couple of years ago, he was talking about, you know, I'm not trading uh, championship for championships. He wants to win multiple. But you got to get to the World Series first. That has to be 
the initial part of the equation. And you haven't been able to do that. My my thing, too, is I'm, I'm watching the Yankees. And look, Judge, incredibly valuable. How do we know that? He was the damn MVP last year. As good as Judge is, the Yankees shouldn't be this futile without him. That's what becomes an indictment on Cashman. You're not supposed to be great with Judge. You're uh, without Judge, I should say. You don't lose your best player and still maintain your same level of of status as a contender. That happens to no team. He wouldn't be the league MVP if that was the case. But if he has to carry them, they are drawing dead. I mentioned at the top of the show, he was historic last year. Could not have been any better. And it still wasn't good enough for this team to get past the Astros in the championship series. They weren't even competitive. They got swept. They won as many games in the championship series as the team they beat in the division series, the Cleveland Guardians. Asking him to come back and save their season in hopes that they could make a long playoff run, I just don't think is all that logical. We've seen this movie before. We've seen one player try to carry the team, Stanton trying to carry the Yankees in the playoffs. It never ends with a title. So now the Yankees, since the judge injury, four and six, four and six without him, nine and twelve overall, because remember he had that hip issue. Four and six since the toe injury, nine and twelve overall versus thirty and nineteen with him. And I'm looking all up and down the lineup. I get I get tired of people saying, Well, what do you expect with this JV lineup? Really? A, a lineup that has Giancarlo Stanton a former league MVP, Labor Torres, who two years ago hit 24 home runs. Rizzo had 32 home runs last year. And we've seen Rizzo be a key cog on a championship team. Donaldson, the Yankees love him. Why do they love him? Because of his glove. Why else do they love him? Well, remember, he won an MVP. Stanton, Glaber, Rizzo, Donaldson, LeMahieu. It's not a JV lineup. LeMahieu won a, a, a batting title. I believe, what, two top five finishes with the Yankees and MVP. It's not a JV lineup. Of course, losing Judge is depressing. It sets you back significantly. You could say it's the biggest setback that any team could experience because he's the best player in baseball, and when you take his bat out of the lineup, I believe that the stat is that the Yankees score are running a half fewer. So I get it. But to be this bad without him? And to expect that there's going to be some giant correction, no pun intended, when he returns good enough to get you into World Series contention, to me, that is, that, that's, a, that's a problem. That, that is a flaw, and that becomes an indictment on the general manager. Because what, what can you say that you feel great about with this Yankee team right now? The offense, no, it stinks. Well, the rotation, I don't know. Outside of Cole, who do you trust? Clark Schmidt? Carlos Rodon still hasn't pitched yet. And he's throwing, he's going to have, what, three rehab starts before he's able to return. But you know what never happens? To borrow a, a phrase from my guy, Alan Hahn, we get to the end of a season and we're like, well, remember that back injury? Whatever happened to that? Like, we just forget about a significant injury. He comes back and, and it's just gone. And we never talk about it again. 
How am I to expect he's going to last the entirety of the season? Luis Severino in a contract year where you expected he would be motivated by that and, and pitch up to what he's capable of, capable of has been a, a, a disaster. Nestor, don't know when he's coming back. So you've got question marks. You came into the season with question marks up and down your rotation, whether it be from a, a, a production standpoint or injury history, and it hasn't gotten any better. Your bullpen is really good, but if your starting rotation is going to be this suspect, it's going to overexpose that bullpen. You're going to get to a point late in the season where they might look like they're out of gas. Defensively, I mean, did you watch them last night? Glaber Torres is like morphing into Gary Sanchez, where you know the talent is there. We've seen it. He bursted onto the scene. And this was a, a, a guy you expected to be one of your cornerstones. But for some reason, the older he gets, it, it becomes harder for him to lock in and engage for an entirety of the season where it doesn't look like he's so nonchalant. We thought that moving him from shortstop back to second base was going to help him defensively and at the plate. Last year, to some degree, did, though it didn't really turn into too much of anything. This year, he's just been a mess. Kicking the ball around. Losing them games because of his defense. And that lack of attention to detail. And as much as I love Anthony Volpe, would it shock you that we get to a big game and he makes a critical mistake in the infield? So when you go up the middle at your double play combination if you and you've got question marks about them defensively, that's pretty big. You love your corners uh, with Donaldson and Rizzo and with Trevino and Higashioka uh, behind the plate. But those middle infielders uh, just leave a lot to be desired defensively and then at the plate. You know, I'm not going to give up on Volpe just yet. I think it's too soon. But he hasn't been great. And then Glaber Torres, he's got that Sanchez factor where you know the, the talent is there, just can't seem to put it together. Can't seem to put it together. 800-919-3776. The phone calls are, are coming in, so keep them coming. We'll keep them, uh, We'll keep you posted on what's happening in Flushing right now. Mets, bottom of the ninth innings. Frankie Lindor just had a baby, so congratulations to him. Uh, he did not start this game. Buck Showalter decided you know, he didn't want to put him out there to start the game, but he's pinch hitting right now, just got hit in the back. So the Mets now will bring the tying runner to the plate. And we'll see if they can come back and uh, take this game from the Cardinals. We're going until 10 o'clock tonight. Back with your phone calls right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Mets down to their final out. So I mentioned before the break, Lindor hit by pitch, got on base. Uh, Guillaume, who homered earlier in this game, struck out. Lindor advanced to second on what looked like it uh, was a uh, wild pitch. But Nemo strikes out. So the Mets down to their final out with Marte at the plate. Or no, it doesn't look like that's Marte. I can't tell who this is on my, on my screen, Julian. Who's, who's batting for the Mets right here? Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, it is Marte. Started Marte, who's got a double in this game, looking to uh, keep the Mets alive in this game. They're down 5-3. to three. This would be a, a, a terrifying loss in a season where we've seen already so many, so I'll keep you posted on that. 800-919-3776. Let's go to the five towns. We talk to Kevin. What's up, Ty? 
What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. Great show. Uh, so I just wanted to call, talk about two things first. That Met fan that called you earlier, the one that you kept saying, I don't care, I don't care. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> but I, I would have also added, why do you care? Why? Why do you care what Yankee fans think? Like, we, we yes, we're a spoiled brats. Call us whatever you want. Like, whatever. Like, leave us alone. Worry about your team. Like, it's crazy. Like, I'm a Jets fan, and I know how the Giant fans look down on our organization I don't I, like. I don't care what they think. I don't care that exactly. they haven't been exactly. in the Super Bowl for a long time. Like it, do, it doesn't make any sense, you know. Kev, so, it's, I, yo, it's so true, man. Like Met fans, focus on your team. Focus on the fact that you just lost to the Cardinals, one of the worst teams the in the National League. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. But also, one last thing um, about Judge's toe. Like I broke my toe, my big toe, five years ago, six years ago now. And let me tell you something. It was the most painful thing I've ever had. I had I had I had an NCL in high school. Nothing compared to the toe injury. It was crazy. I couldn't walk normally for months. And even to this day, Ty, if I step on it wrong or whatever, walk too much, I will get some pain. Ah, so that, that was yeah. That doesn't make me feel good, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Dude. I, yeah, so I want to throw that out there because a lot of people don't talk about toe injuries and. Um, they're more serious than what they sound. So I just wanted to get that out there. Happy Father's Day and keep up the great work. Same to you, bro. Appreciate it. That that toe injury lingering was something that I had massive concern about even when he first heard it. I remember in the game, that Saturday night game, he heard it, stayed in the game, didn't play, and hasn't played since. And my concern was when he when he does come back, because we'll hear from Buster only in a moment about his timetable. When he does come back, is it a pain management situation, something he's just going to have to work through, or is he 100% healed? Yankees have been pretty nebulous on this whole thing. And Actually, Aaron Boone yesterday said the judge had a PRP injection in his toe uh, during the off day. So this is... Uh, there's a second ligament that's been bothering him, and there's still no timetable for his return. I, I am very concerned about that. Speaking of which, here was Buster only on DNR earlier this week uh, about the timetable for Aaron Judge. I think they're absolutely sincere when Aaron Boone tells you, when Hal Steinbrenner tells you, they don't know how long it's going to take. But I, based on the conversations I've had, I think they would be thrilled if he came back by the All-Star break. Because with a toe injury, you know, what they're concerned about is effectively a turf toe thing developing with him. Because when you're talking about someone who's 6'7 and 282 pounds, all that torque that he puts on that right big toe when he swings, that's the anchor in his swing, you know, that can be touchy. They also have to let that injury completely heal. So I, I think he's going to be out a lot longer than people anticipated. Yeah, man, that... that... That's disastrous news. It could spell. I don't want to be too premature in saying this and and overreact just because of how they're playing, but this could spell doom as far as them making the playoffs. the 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 path to getting a wild card in the American League is tough because there have been some surprising teams, like the Orioles, have come out of nowhere and they're sixteen games above five hundred because of how well the Rangers have been. It means the Astros are in, in the thick of things with the, with the wild card. And Jordana Alvarez is going to be out for about a month, suffer an injury. So uh, maybe they'll take a little bit of a step back, but who knows? The Astros just win regardless. Uh, but the Angels right there, the Blue Jays right there, and the Red Sox technically still in it as long as they keep playing the Yankees. 
it's going to be tough. The path to, to getting that wild card is tough, and losing Judge for an extended period of time with how inept the offense has looked, he can come back, and I don't want to say the lead would be insurmountable, but the combination of the competition, how the team around him looks, and maybe him not being 100% just would would be a reason for, if you're a Yankee fan, to panic. Real quick, uh, time now for your leaderboard update presented by Juggernaut. Take a look at what's happening at the U.S. Open out in Los Angeles at the Country Club. Ricky Fowler uh, is teeing off. He just birdied his first hole, so he's now 11 under. Uh, so Ricky Fowler's got the lead at 11 under. Wyndham Clark at second with 10 under. Xander Schauffele and Roy McIlroy are tied for third at 8 under. How fitting would it be if Roy went out there and won this tournament after everything that happened with Liv Goff and them coming together? He was very outspoken about the whole situation prior to them forming their 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 union. So it would be just a, a fun wrinkle on things if he actually went out there and won the U.S. Open Championship. That's your leaderboard update brought to you by Juggernaut. Juggernaut Hillside Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, a wine that is fierce, brave, and delicious. Juggernaut Hillside Cabernet Sauvignon. Wine harnessing the power of nature. 800-919-3776. We'll get back to your phone calls in hour number two. We'll also talk basketball. Free agency. Uh, the draft coming up. Knicks rumored to be interested in names. Some superstar caliber names. Are you in or out? We'll talk about that and continue to take your baseball calls. The Mets just lost to the Cardinals. So at best, they're going to take two or three this weekend. You would love to see them sweep, go on a nice four-game winning streak. But again, this team just can't seem to put wins together. They won two in a row for the first time in a couple weeks, but now they lose today. 800-919-3776. Ty Butler going with you until 10 o'clock right here on 987 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN.